0: happy sunday sunday new day for us here and uh yeah see it's it's a brand new day for us sunday we we have never done a show on sunday um it is world cup opening opening day guitar lost so uh if you had money them, tyler i apologize but nothing makes me happier to see them lose i hope they bounce out in the first (laughs) freaking round I, I am anti guitar. Sorry, that's uh, that's just me though. Is that uh? Am
1: I the only one? After the after the first goal got called called back, everybody went nuts. Twitter blew up.
0: Yeah, I want to see them lose. I don't like them as a country. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like anything about them. So I'm just <laughs> I hear a hater. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Hate me. But we are Sunday. We are here with Mo. Mo, you got to pronounce your full name for me. Echo Moeco,
2: yeah, Moeco, yeah, or Moeco,
0: Mo either one. <laughs> I'm just—we're just gonna say Mo, yeah, but that
2: a lot easier for everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're here with Mo. We, she's got a fun story. We'll we'll dive into currently playing AS Monaco, and um, professional women's overseas, and then through Virginia Rush into University of Tampa, um, and so cool journey. And and so we're 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 gonna chat. We're gonna dive into it. world cup predictions anyone if you want to start that
2: i just hope japan gets through the group stages <laughs> that's all that's all i'm worried about so far
0: that's your nationality
2: yeah so i'm half japanese okay. yeah so i gotta root for the home country I, yeah
0: <laughs> but you get a little more skin in the game
2: yeah usa looks like they might do well this year though too so i'm excited to see them hopefully get into the main main stages
0: usa plays japan like where do you go
2: that, I mean, that happens in the women's side all <laughs> the time. And it's so hard because all my friends are like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like Japan. and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I just, I want to support USA. But I mean, Japan's like this, like, you know, Asian country that, you know, they don't get a lot of, I don't know. I feel like they just, they get like put under the US because US has been so strong yeah. for so long. So for me, I personally want Japan to win always, but... I just personally, because I like their style of soccer. Um, I think they're way more technical. I think they're way more creative. And, like, they just have such discipline and respect for the game. So I just find that, like, super satisfying to watch. So I kind of root for them a bit more than the U.S. side. So
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's That's like, I don't like you anymore.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, lo- I love the point of view because y- you are – I mean, you're a woman in the game, and you're playing international. I mean, yeah. you got a better viewpoint than Tyler and I here in the Midwest. So, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, now. Have you seen Japan play live?
2: I haven't, which is okay. yeah, unfortunate. I do visit or very rarely, but um, we never got the cha- or chance to watch. We were supposed to go to the Olympics, and then the Olympics got
0: yeah, I, everything Olympics, got so I, boshed. Yeah.
2: We were gonna watch okay. them, and then it didn't happen. So
0: huh yeah. interesting there okay well so let's we're gonna start here i guess so virginia rush i wore my virginia rush shirt for you i got that uh, the um love. <laughs> the, yeah it's actually it was i was in virginia rush I, I lose track of time i don't know if it was pre-covid during COVID. i don't know but i saw you play um this is right before you went overseas um and tim schultz was like hey make sure like I think she's really good and you no know, can we can we make sure we're not making a massive mistake not that I could have changed the course of the <laughs> Yeah, career, but yeah, like, um, just keep her out <laughs> yeah yeah so no it was good so you played I uh, played the game there but so let's talk Virginia Rush into um University of Tampa so like talk about that and in, in that transition there
2: um yeah that was like a super crazy time in my life um I mean so I initially started out in a local club in Chesapeake Virginia and at the time you know we were actually really good and then something happened the coach left everybody left and I was kind of like stuck at this you know this league or this team that didn't have a lot of players anymore and I kind of was just like didn't know what to do about it um so the team kind of fell apart you know I was at like I was like U14 at this point so it's like a really big age like time in my life where it's like you got to kind of develop you know so um Ended up um, getting a call from Rush, and he, the coach, um, Vibrant at the time, was at Rush, and he called me. Was like, "Hey, saw you play, you know? We'd love to have you." And I made the switch, which was like big at the time because um, I knew Rush was like a really big club, so I was like super excited. Um, but really, that's where like my development like took off. Um, it was so cool. We, I got to play in some big showcases, and I got like so much. You know, training and a lot of competition, which was like awesome. I ended up getting to play with like so many different Rush clubs. So, like New York Rush, Michigan Rush, went to Disney with them, won Disney with them. Um, so, it was so, so awesome to be part of like that atmosphere and like that community. Uh, Cause I had no idea at the time that Rush was like so big. Um, so, that was awesome. And then when college came around, I knew that I wanted to go play in college just didn't know where exactly i wanted to get out of virginia though and i knew you know d1 d2 d3 all that i had some um, emails with coaches but overall like i ended up picking the college that i liked first which is kind of different from other players you know that get just immediate looks and scholarship opportunities and offers from the college of their dreams or stuff like that um I had a couple offers, not really from where I liked, but I took, like, it out of my day to, like, really focus on where I wanted to go first before I made, like, the decision for soccer second, kind of, you know, even though I wanted to do both. Um, So I saw Tampa, University of Tampa, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, It is a D2 school. Um, It's a smaller school, private, and it's very far from home, but I decided, like, I wanted to be there. Um so I ended up kind of harassing the coach at the time, which is super funny because I she didn't <laughs> ever see me. Yeah, she didn't ever see me in college or like in showcases, didn't ever see me, you know, in tournaments, didn't know of me really. Um, but I just would email her, call her, <laughs> I mean nonstop for like I think six months I was like in her DMs basically. Um <laughs> and yeah, so it was really funny. And then finally she, um, she hit me back after I had a couple coaches her asked her to like kind of email about me. Um, and she was like, Oh, I would love to see you. Um, love to see you play. Um, if you could come down, we would have you at practice. So I was like, Oh, perfect. You know, I'm going to show up, show off, hopefully get that offer.
0: Um, at this point, what, Are you a junior or a senior? I was a
2: junior, yeah. I think I was a junior at that point. But I had already started looking um, around my, like, end of sophomore year. Um, And I was already, like, you know, looking at colleges and stuff like that Um, just to get a head start. Because, obviously, you know, recruiting for college is, like, it gets done, like, the year before or even, like, two years before um, they graduate, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, so – I ended up going down there cause I actually had another offer from the club in the same conference. Um, and so that was like interesting. Um, but I didn't like the school. So I ended up going to the practice the next day and I did really well. Surprisingly, <laughs> I was so nervous. And, um, yeah, she sat me down and was like, Hey, you know, you really showed up today. Like I like what you got and we are going to talk numbers and we'll let you know. And I was like, we'd love to have you. And I was like, I think I started crying actually because I was like so (laughs) like excited and so like kind of obsessed with Tampa. I just loved it. It was like the coolest school and I didn't want to go anywhere big because I was was, like, I don't want a really big school. It's kind of (laughs) scary. But um, I was just like, for me, I know that like D1 and D2, like they're very similar levels, but I know that D1 has a lot of money for athletics specifically, but D2 has a little bit more room for like academic money and like I knew Mm -hmm. that I would get a good offer there um and I wanted to like go in and make a difference from the start like I didn't want to have to battle with these seniors or something to like get a starting spot because I just feel like a lot of D1 teams have like you know their set play and like their set players at the time like the older experienced players so um I was hoping to go somewhere that I could immediately step on the field and get some playing time and make a difference which ended up working out for me because, uh, Tampa was awesome. Um, it was definitely, definitely a crazy experience there. Um, totally different from anything I could imagine, but it worked out and I had a really great time playing for them.
0: Well, you're, you're freshman of the year in your conference. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, literally now, the best outcome. I Yeah. Out, yeah.
0: Back up a little bit. Cause you, I mean, you, you, the things you say is what, you know, we try to, pressing kids like crazy and you know you, you pick the school and i say this because right now i just saw, i don't know if you saw these stats the the transfer portal they've released numbers there's there's over a thousand boys and a thousand girls in the transfer portal wow. d1 d2 are like it's insane yeah because uh, obviously kids are picking the opposite of what you did mm-hmm. um what was it about university of tampa that that you that stuck out and you're like like this is where I want to go I mean what was kind of that that factor there
2: that's a great question um so yeah I just I knew I don't know I talked to a lot of older players um I had I luckily had a lot of friends already in college playing and I knew that there was a big like number of players that were transferring out of schools like going to these big d1 schools and like just hating their (laughs) hating their lives there really and just didn't enjoy it um And especially when I went to Tampa, even a lot of my teammates were D1 transfers, like, uh, I mean, a a good bit of them. Um, And I think what they found was, is like, a lot of kids were choosing just off of like the offers and like the name and like the big title, you know? Um, And I think that's cool. You know, I think that's important to shoot for like these, you know, cool, big, big teams. You know, They're going to go to competition, go to tournament, maybe win the championship and all, but. I mean, you have every opportunity to go to any other school and make them a big title team, too. So it's like, you know, it's all factors. Um, The one thing that did stand out to me for Tampa was they weren't, like, necessarily ranked nationally, but they did have, like, an up-and-down season. They had a lot of good players come through that, you know, definitely stood out in their conference. Um, I liked the conference that they played in. Uh, I think the teams were competitive. and they had really, really nice facilities. Um, I know, I know people, you know, the kids, they go on there looking at numbers, you know, how much does this school cost and that. But it's like, I felt like if you focus on, you know, your academics, your extracurriculars, like even applying for scholarships that are outside of school, um, which I ended up doing a lot of those, like looking into side scholarships from other programs and things like that to help me get through it. But um, those numbers are intimidating. Yes. Uh, I mean, Tampa, you're looking at 40 some thousand a semester, which is pretty, pretty up there. Um, but with the academic scholarships, with the soccer scholarship, with the side scholarships, it's very doable. Um, and that like stood out too. that. I knew I was going to be able to get these other things um, through their school, the school and from the side. Whereas the big D ones like have a hard time giving full money to like players that aren't technically on the national team early and things like that. Like, I know that they're kind of a little political. I feel like looking at players that are already at such a high, you know, status. Um, And for me, I always felt like I was kind of like an underdog. I I always was on like the lower team or the B team. And then it's like I worked and I kind of got the opportunity to play at a higher level, which is like so cool. Um, I felt like my journey kind of proved to myself that like, if you work hard, you can get the things that you want, you know, and like get to that level if you want that level, you know? So um, there's a ton of examples like ODP and things like that, where I had to really dig deep and prove it basically. Uh, Cause I never really got the first shot opportunity always, you know? So yeah, that, I mean, but that's what stood out for me for Tampa um, was that and like the degrees that they had, I, they had my degree that I wanted to pursue, and the facilities were just, I mean, top of the line, like you're not going to find at every school. So it was definitely the best setup for me, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that stood out was your persistence uh, with the coaching staff. What advice do you have to give to kids nowadays that would say like, Well, I don't want to bother them, or you know, I'm nervous to email them again. And what if they don't want me? Things like that.
2: Yeah, that's a good question too. Uh, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's you just got to go for it. Um, you have to be brave, a little courageous. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like what you want in life is what you want, and if you want that, yeah, you just do it. Go for it. I mean, if the coach you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, this kid's annoying me. Like, okay, then maybe that's not the school for you. Cause I mean, I was like, for six months, I thought I wasn't even going to sign with the school. I was like, oh no. Cause like, I was waiting on Tampa for so long that I was like, oh no, like all these other offers are kind of like getting weeded out. Like nobody else is emailing me. I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh, I might have to just find another school. Um, but you know, I ended up waiting and kept calling and ended up, making some really great relationships with some other coaches that knew the coach that was working there. Um, and they ended up emailing her too, uh, just to like kind of reach out and see where she's at with me and that kind of helped. So just, yeah, pick, pick your top schools. And I would just say, go for it, like really get involved and really. And for me, I think it helped that I had set up, um, just like a little side bit, but I set up, um, like really nice, uh what do you call it like almost like a stat sheet and like a career like log about like all these tournaments I yeah Resume. everything like to- from the tournaments i went to as a kid to like you know games where i went won the game like the tournament for the team or things like that like just little things that stood out and put it on a on a spreadsheet and sent that with my emails or like with the initial hey this is me i'm really interested in playing here um here's my stats, here's my career profile, this is my position that I like, this is, you know, maybe even a highlight tape, if you have any video, Um, I think it really shows a coach that, like, you're determined, you know what you want, like, and you're willing to work for it, Um, and I think that's kind of what set me apart from other kids that were looking to go there, Um, because I had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, hey, I really like Tampa, like, what can I do to get there? I'm like, look, if you talk to her, yeah, but, like, you kind of have to do something to set you apart because I mean, there's like you said, thousands of kids on the transfer portal that she's looking at who already have college experience. That you know, so it's a it's a tough it's a tough game. It really is. It's super competitive. But if you have the right stuff, you have all your your ducks in a line. It, it makes it a lot easier to go forward. And even if you get denied, you're looking at the next place. You know, so it's totally doable. You know,
0: is is this something like? And, I, and I, I'm not saying like being on like the advice you're giving is is so spot on, so perfect. Uh, I, I feel like it's like did we did Tyler? Do you send her like the <laughs> script of what because it, it's so spot on? So you're going through this process as you know. I, I do want to get on to the pro, but it, you're going through this process as a junior. So you're probably 16, 17 years old. You're saying so mature things was there someone that was saying mo this is how or were you figuring this out on your own as you went like how did, how did your mindset get to this because you're it's it's spot on and we have kids that we have 40 year old parents that we can't convince <laughs> of, of this exact same thing and here you are as a 16 17 year old kid I know you're older now but at the t- like yeah. who helped you do that or is that just there
2: um thank you thank you I appreciate that but um no I I don't know i I think I just. I don't know. I've always kind of been, I always want to be, be prepared. I don't know. I'm that type of person. I'm just like, I got to be prepared for everything. Um, I mean, my parents definitely are such a huge support to my career. Um, but they, yeah, they kind of just piggybacked off me. Like they're like, okay, whatever you want to do, like you do it. Um, they're, you know, I mean, my mom definitely helped by making sure I had all my extracurriculars, you know, she was like, Oh, I remember you did this or, you know, make sure you log that. But I'm like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it was just kind of, yeah, it was kind of my head. I don't know. I just thought it'd mm. make it a lot easier for the coaches to like read about me, make it like really stand out. I was like, I know there's hundreds of emails in their in their email every day. Like, Oh, this player, that player. And like, you just, yeah, I was just like, I want to stand out. Like I want to be there, you know? So I think it just was like, the best thing for me was making sure I had all this like preparation, all this extra stuff so that they could be like, Oh, okay. Maybe we need to look at her, you know? Um, yeah. I don't, at 16, 17, I was like, yeah, I know what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I know most kids wow. don't like that, but I was, I really tried to make sure I knew what degree I wanted, um, which ended up changing, uh, twice, which is crazy. But, um, it at least gave me like a starting point, which was nice. Cause I knew at the end of the day, if I had to, I could transfer and that's, you yeah. know, that stinks because you don't want change. You don't want to go through that stressful experience, but I was ready to deal with it, um, but I did want to make a good first choice because I know how how stressful that could be on my life and my college career and everything because you, there's so many rules, too. Like, you end up leaving, you get put out for a year. You know, you don't get to play for a year or something like that at certain, like, leagues and um the NCAA rules are crazy about stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to make sure I made the first right decision and I wanted to be happy. At the end of the day, it was really I just wanted to be happy and make sure I was somewhere that I knew I could develop and as a player and as a person, um, which was away from home <laughs> and yeah. just being an adult and being on my own, I was ready. I was ready to go. My parents, you know, kind of gave me the the lead after I was like, you know, 15, 16 sixteen. They're like, all right you got it. So I was like, I kind of had to, I was like, okay, you know, but they were great. Um, they took me places, they traveled with me and they talked to all my options over. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super blessed to have their support, but yeah, it it took a lot of self self doing for sure.
0: Yeah. Tyler, you got another question before, uh, for this before we kind of move on to something here?
1: No, let's go to the pros, Josh.
0: Yeah. So let's talk. So this picture, what's that? Do you remember that moment? Uh, obviously Damn. it's on the rush. So what's you're signing. So now we're going, we're going pros. Talk about that um, moment of what, what, that, what were you feeling there?
2: Oh, so many emotions. I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, like to be completely honest, I never really thought, I could go pro or do it or even have an opportunity like this. Um, It was in the back of my brain because I was doing well in college. Yes. But at the end of the day, I was applying to vet school. I I was about to anyways. And I was like, yeah, maybe that's not in the books for me. I didn't really know how to go about it. Um, And when I got this opportunity, I mean, it was just I was ecstatic. I mean, it was so cool. Um, It was hard to make that like big decision, um, to leave. And it was pretty quick. I ended up getting the opportunity and then like, I had to decide within like a month and I was like, Whoa, like in, in right before my, you know, the end of my junior year, going into my senior year of college. Um, it was just such a crazy thing. Like I had a dog, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? You know? <laughs> well,
0: um, I was like,
2: am I, <laughs> you know, what am I doing? Um, I was like, Is this well, and, and I,
0: <laughs> I think for people so people understand like if you go pro like you now cannot go back to play into the play so
1: yeah
0: i, I it, so there there's that decision of not only you're you're picking up to leave to another country by yourself but you're also now you're you you're gonna have to go back and get a degree on your own without the the, the funds so i think i'm not sure if people understand that yeah, um it's, yeah it's, it's a it's massive decision
2: massive um I was, su- that was probably the hardest part about it was I was like, oh, senior year is like this big thing you look forward to, uh, senior night, you know, you get all this, you know, all this love and it's, it was super hard leaving that. Uh, I definitely watched all their games still. I was yeah. like, you know, following my Instagram. I was like, oh, I missed that, you know, but it ended up being one of the best decisions I've ever made, I think. Um I just think making these like hard decisions and going through with it was, is just such a, like a learning experience. Um, You learn things that you just never would think, you know, you could, you know, find out or go through, um, which just, it's just crazy. Honestly, (laughs) you're just like, Oh, I moved to France. Like, no, like no, not a lot of people get to say that um, and do that. So it was super cool. Uh, When I was signing those papers, I was just like, wow, like this is a dream. I'm not here. I, yeah, I really never thought I have, what it took to even play at a higher level past college. I knew I was like a, uh, you know, decent, but I was like, oh, uh, like, you know, you don't think about it, but um, yeah, it just, it was crazy. I don't know what else to say about it other than I was ecstatic <laughs> and it's so doable. You know, um, it just proved that all the hard work I put in, all the extra hours, like individually in Tampa, like being so far from family, being on my own kind of thing. Like, it just ended up paying off and it helped the transition to professional life here a lot easier. As much as it is very still difficult, it made it so much easier for me specifically. I mean, uh, yeah, it just, cause you're on your own. You're really like, I'm only, I was what, 21 when I got here 20 about to be 22 and now I'm 23. And that first year was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. Cause you don't know the language, you know, unless you're, already fluent, but you're it's hard still. Um you're you're in a completely different style of play. You're not having that normal structure like as usual. Um, you know, with college, you got school. Even with high school ball, you got school, you got soccer. Mm-hmm. It's like very structured. Here it's kinda like you're on your own, you know, good luck. <laughs> it's like yeah practice here and here and here, but good luck with the rest of your life, you know. So um yeah, it was just such a big transition and I think preparing for it was just what really helped me at the end of the day
0: what got you that opportunity though I mean so you, you, I, how did this opportunity come up for you for um, so AS1?
2: I think it was um it was through Virginia Rush um I was coming back on the summertime for the U23 Virginia mm-hmm. uh Un- or United or I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I think they play the UPSL. It's one of the pre-professional leagues.
2: Yeah, the the summer pre-professional league. Um, So I was coming back every summer to do that um, just to, you know, stay in shape and prepare for my next season in college. And I was texting Matt Middlestat. He's a coach at Rush. I think he's, like, in charge of – He's the technical director. Yeah, the technical technical director. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's right. Um, And he texted me and was like, hey – or coming back this summer for the league, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know because I have to do an internship, or I'm trying to anyways for vet school. I'm not really sure." He's like, "Oh, come on, like just come home, you know, do an internship here," and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." But it, he asked me um, if I ever thought about going professionally, and I was like, "I was like, I don't know, like maybe. I mean, if the right opportunity have presented itself, I would totally." think about it and I was hoping that it would be after senior year because I was like you know I want to at least finish my degree first and he was like well your degree can wait <laughs> he's like I got an opportunity here um we're talking with you know Tim Schultz and you know there's an opportunity in France uh with this new team they're just starting out the, the women's side and they are partnering with us a little bit with you know, for players, um, some international players and such. And he was like, I think you would fit in. Like, I think you would do a good job. And I was like, really? Like, I was, I was like, and you know, I was like honored. I was like, really? Thank me. You know, out of all, all the players in Rush. I was like, wow. Um, he was like, yeah, they already got two other girls. Uh, there's one more spot. Like, we're going to get you there. And I was like, all right and initially they weren't even looking for my position. <laughs> he was like, it's fine. You're going to be a left back now. I was <laughs> like, wait. I was like, wait, just like he's like, just say yes and we'll figure it out. I was like, okay. So, I ended up saying yes. A month later, I moved out of Tampa, went home, trained for literally like maybe 2 months and I was on on a plane and mm. they were like, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> But as soon as I got here they realized they're like, I don't think she's a left back. <laughs> like I think she's like a midfielder attack. Yeah. And after a couple of trainings, they were like, Yeah, you're gonna play forward or midfield or attack or whatever. So um so it ended up working out fine. Um uh, but it was yeah, I was super blessed to have that connection with Matt where he thought of me, you know, immediately and gave me that opportunity or even, like, put my name in for that opportunity. So that was, like, so awesome. Um, really blessed to be part of the Rush community, really.
1: Tyler, you itching for a question there? Yeah, I, I just – I'm interested in the transition for um, the gameplay for you uh, and what it's like now compared to all the different – you know styles, and you mentioned that already, but what about like um you know opponent wise and and just the gameplay? how different is it?
2: I would say I would say pretty different <laughs> yeah, I was uh, shocked a little um, yeah, I, and for me I you know, I thought I was like, oh, I'm like a versatile player like I've played at different levels, you know I with the different teams, I was like I, I could do it, you know but uh, I got here I was I was pretty shocked uh, it's very. I don't know how to say it. I would say more, like, settled, almost. Like, I I don't know. It's like they want to play more passing, more, like, technical. Um, It's not a big open game, like, in America, where I feel like America definitely has its openness um, in the play, in the style. Um, Very direct. A lot of, like, athleticism involved. Um, Yeah, it just very different in that sense um they definitely i think they do see the game a little bit more like maturely in some senses um they're already reading you know the next you know the next pass and it's almost like that i mean if you watch like soccer and international soccer on tv you can tell like brazil like japan um you know even some other countries they play very different from the u.s the u.s does do its little you know they have creativity but It's a lot more of an open game with them, whereas those other teams are looking more ticky tacky, like passing the ball, moving, like everyone's kind of doing their thing. Um, So getting used to that was definitely difficult. The tackling was completely different. Um, In America, I felt like it's more like side to side contact, whereas here it's like, oh, I'm going to read the fact that the ball is about to go by us and I'm going to like kind of cut in front of you and like body with my legs, you know, like my base. Um, so I'm getting like flown off the ball. I'm like only hundred and what, 15 pounds. And they're like, just poop. And I'm just like flying the other way. And they're like, I don't care if you're fast, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just going to guard the ball here. But, um, yeah, so that was tough to like, get used to that, you know, trying to read that is a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very different in that sense. I would say like, they focus a lot more on your touches and like, if you can play like a specific type of ball or like if you can hit the ball really clean off of a one time, you know, rather than, you know, how, how fast can you run? And can you like, you know, just, (laughs) juke? I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's very different in that sense. Um, The physicality is very different. Um, So yeah, I would say that was the biggest thing. Um, But I will say that American soccer has a very strong work ethic, which is nice. I think in college, they really drive the, you know, you're lifting weights, you're running, you're doing all these things where it's a little bit more free here. It's a little bit more open. Um, you know, obviously players still do those things, but it's a little bit more about the soccer rather than the running and the the physicality. But mm. for me, I wish there was a nice balance. <laughs> I was like, in America, it's too much sometimes. And then in France, it's a little mm-hmm. too little sometimes. But I mean, I'm also starting at a level where it's a new team. Um, the D3 level where we're at technically right now is... You know, it's not the highest, which is okay because it's still a developing team, um, and it's still such an awesome experience. And we'd love to like move up through the levels, but I assume at like the big D one teams, you are looking at like PSG, Olympic, mm-hmm. Lyon. Like they're they're doing all the the right things, um, balance and weights and sh- running. So and but they also have a ton of support, a ton of money into it. And in France, it is still kind of a developing sport, I would say, for the women's side. Like, of course, everyone loves, loves, loves football here. But um, the women's side is a little bit, i say, underdeveloped compared to America with the support. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't have the big universities to play at. They don't have any of that. Like, a lot of the girls have asked me about it um, been like, hey, like, in America, like, you guys play in college? Like, that's so bizarre, you know? Um, they're like, we don't have those type of things. So they were, like, so baffled that it's such a big, big thing um with the big tournament and everything and it's such a followed thing um so that would i would say play into the way that the women's professional league here is a little bit like lopsided so
0: because mm. and, and you're so for people to understand too you're in the third division but you, you're in the same league as like you said that the psgs and and because and because they're you know in the top division yeah but you guys play well. You can move up to the second division yes. and, you know, on up to the first. And, exactly. and so there's those. And we ended yeah.
2: up – and they have this really cool thing. Um, it's called the the Coupe de France. It's uh, the French Cup. And it's all of the teams in the technically, you know, professional league um, that play against each other. So it's, like, such a cool experience. Like, we ended up – our first year, which is, like, unheard of, we, we made history, uh, we ended up being – in the eighth round of the cup, which is pretty awesome. Top 16 teams in France in the wow. women's yeah, in the women's league. So we, we played, um, an R1 team, uh, rems and we ended up losing four zero, but it was so cool to play a D1 team. Um, uh, we were hoping to have a better outcome, but you know, it, it all came down to the plan for the game and, you know, preparation and it just didn't work out, uh, the way that we, decided to go into the game as a team and the, you know, the playing points that our coach wanted. So it's unfortunate, but it was super cool to even be in the same, you know, like group, like top 16 where PSG and Leon and all these other really great D one teams. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool experience that we have the ability to play against them potentially, or, you know, hopefully move through the levels,
0: yeah
2: as quickly as possible <laughs> and get up into those bigger divisions yeah
0: what's your what's a day look like um let's i mean now are you guys here's my ignorant question here i know right now obviously the world cup and so men's on on an international break um are, are are women's league are they are you guys still playing are you guys on the international break as well
2: um i'm I know that. So my teammate here, actually, she plays for the Costa Rican national team. Um, So she ended up getting a nice little call to do some friendlies uh, last Mm -hmm. week. So she was gone for about a week, and that was really cool. Um, She had a good time, but she was like, yeah, Costa Rica's not great. So (laughs) she was like, yeah, we ended up losing. But, you know, um, I would say that most players, though, and we also have a player that plays for Mali, um, an African team uh, nationally. So that's pretty cool, but they just kind of go whenever they need to yeah. go. Um, we don't usually have a break at our level. I mean, I think if we are looking at PSG who have, I mean, their whole rosters, na- international players, yeah. like playing for their national team. Um, I think they probably do have some type of, you know, gap, but I'm not quite sure other than that.
0: So what's your day look like you guys in season? I, mean, I guess, what's a typical day, you know, practice schedule, all that fun stuff. What's that look like for you guys?
2: Um, so our season's actually really long. Uh, we start out in, I think we started out in August or September, and then it runs until about May. So you're looking at basically the whole year of playing. Uh, we have two rounds. So you play the 12 teams in our our league the first half of the year, and then you turn around and, you know, go away or home, flip it basically against the same teams. Um, so you play them twice. Um, And then we get to play, you know, sometimes we play little tournaments in between some of the games. um, And usually French Cup is, like, every other week or so, um, if you're still in it. We ended up getting (laughs) kicked out early this year. Uh, We lost against a team we had already beaten, which was kind Mm. of bizarre. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, So we're out. So every week that they have French Cup, like, there's no games uh, for the week. But a, a typical day, I would say... I mean, we have late practice because a uh, majority of the girls still are working. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, we, we just have a lot of time on our hands. So a lot of girls still work just to, you know, get some extra money and stuff. And so we would practice really late, around seven thirty eight. We start practice, goes till about 9, 9.30. And then we get home by like 10, something like that. Uh, but we have practice, soccer, soccer practice, um, three times a week. Or yeah, three nights a week, and then Tuesdays, um, I have a night training where we're just kind of running. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, a uh, majority of the girls do a morning session with like a strength coach. So, okay. I would be looking at you know about six, five, six practices a week, something like seven, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, a majority of the time though, I I have a lot of free time. So, um just trying to fill it i mean you're pretty tired from practice so time you know you want to go do extra work but you're like oh i'm a little sore but sometimes you get the opportunity to go do extra um if you want it's hard to find fields here sometimes so um, Hmm. they have a very closed like private idea about fields so you kind of have to have um scheduled a time and you have to pay money things like that so finding parks to play or anywhere to like kind of get your own touches is hard but Um, they do a good job at giving us the strength training with the strength coach and, you know, making the sessions pretty tiring. So you're not really looking to do too much more because you have games every weekend usually. So it's like Sunday, you have a match. So you really can't, like, overexert yourself at the end of the day because it's like you got a match literally that next week or, like, that weekend, you know. Um, So just trying to fill it Which is totally
0: different than the University of Tampa, though. Because you guys were Friday, D2 was Friday, Sunday, right? And, and so you're just killing yourself on the weekend. Now you're like, you no, know, I got to be careful because we have a game in a week. Yeah. You know, so it's a different.
2: Totally different.
0: Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I like the one game a week, obviously. Not. I mean, do you like that better? Is that something you want, you think the NCAA should do is the one game a week? I know I we had think- a totally different. But. Yeah,
2: college is I mean it it's it's tough. Like college soccer, I mean they they stuff all these games into like a 3-month period and it's like bizarre. It's it's insane. Your preseason is like t- two two <laughs> sessions a day for 2 weeks and you're exhausted and then you're getting thrown into the season and you're looking at Wednesday game, Saturday game next week, Saturday, then another Wednesday. So I mean they're they're piling games in so quick that you're like you don't even have time to rest, really. You're—I mean, you're, yeah. you're killing yourself. Um, but I don't know—the one, even the one game a week is is pretty tough because you're—you know—you're putting everything into ninety minutes, and then you're Monday you got a little training session again, and you know trying to get all the, you know, the soreness out, and then Tuesday you got a little bit of running, strength training, Wednesday another training, Thursday a little break, morning training, then Friday night training, and then Saturday you're off, and then Sunday you have a match again. So. It's yeah, I would say it's, it's similar, but definitely the games are exerting in college. So I think I prefer the once one game a week better. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have a longer season, which is, which is nice. You have a much, much longer season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been debated multiple times. And so, you know, Tyler's still current college coach and he's in the two day a week grind and it's, it's, it's a, I think grind for everyone involved, um, Tyler, what questions do you have here for
1: Mo? I think I've been stealing everything, but I'm just yes. fascinated no. by this. Yeah. No, no, they've been. You've, you've done a great job. Um, no, we just have to kind of keep in mind our audience a lot of times, and those are just high school kids trying to find their way. Um, and I think you, you know, provide good inspiration for them, and you know, have given the good advice and things that they can take, you know, from from this interview. And that's kind of what I like to think back on quite a bit. Um, It's just you know what what do you think um, as far as you know let not just like the process but what about preparation like what do you think a a high school kid should be doing um, on their own individually to prepare themselves to continue to play at higher levels
2: oh yeah uh, that's tough because in high school you know you're you're young, you're like, oh, I I have a life, you know, you're, you're, you're going through your rebellious phase. I mean, I remember I was, I was a bit of a mess too. I mean, I was like, mom, I always play soccer and da da, da I want to go out and hang out with my friends. And she's like, well, no, <laughs> but um, definitely uh, I would say my biggest advice would be, well, one, staying really like tight with coaches and like other players, and like really just, I mean, at rush, you know, I'm always at every like every other training with any age group, like twelve to eighteen, you know. Now that I'm older, but when I came back and and co- preparing for college, even I was trying to train with the boys and just you know asking all the coaches like, hey, you know, if you have any time, like, you know, let's let's do an individual. Um, but I think for me, when I was younger, and I didn't have a car, things like that, uh, just going to a park or going outside in my backyard, doing individual stuff was like my biggest, I think, like, for me, like my biggest piece of advice I could give is just going out, doing your own thing for a little bit, even if it's like an hour. I, I mean, my brother, he taught me how to juggle. Um, he was like my inspiration because he, he played soccer. And you know, he didn't end up playing competitively, but I wanted to be just like him. So he taught me how to juggle. I think that was huge. Was like a big step in like my development because juggling really teaches you like your touches. You know, like you're you're getting way more control in the ball, um, making it your life a lot easier when it comes to games and such. Um, but yeah, you get more comfortable with yourself, with your body. Um, you find that love, that that enjoyment again. Because sometimes when you're out training all the time with teens and you know, you're under so much pressure, you kind of forget that you love this game, you know, you're like, wow, like, it's so stressful, like, you're, you know, you got to win this match and show the coaches and this and that, and you're just like, you lose it. I, I mean, so many times, like, I've gotten so frustrated with myself, like, if I have a bad match, and then it's like, I take a week where I, you know, preparing for something, I go out, do my own thing, and I'm like, back to it, I'm back like, oh, I love this game, you know, I'm like, oh, that was so much fun put my my favorite music on and I'm juggling and doing some new tricks and just enjoying it again, you know, and that even gives you soccer endurance. You know, you're, you're naturally just having a good time, but you're also training. So it's like, it's the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, just going out training as much as you can, um, watching soccer in general is always going to give you a good game, game read. You know, you're seeing players at a higher level, how they read the the game you see the other players you know running and this and that and you're like oh that makes more sense like oh that's how they defend properly or things like that in that position so that uh watching the game yeah training with coaches um other teams other players it's all all really great um just getting out of your comfort zone yeah like going to training every day with your own team it's it's good but you got to you got to reach out you got to you got to find the versatility like you got to face it you know playing with grown men i mean i've done all of it like i at 17 i was going to you know play with like grown grown people <laughs> and seeing how i could fit in and you know do my thing and work hard so um all those things really i think prepared me to be able to step into the next level a little bit easier and push myself and find opportunities, you know, and get opportunities. So I would definitely say those things.
0: I got, I got, I got one last kind of random question. Um, cause when I was kind of looking for, for, for pictures. You, you, you wear the high socks, like way above your knees.
2: <laughs> I used to, I used
0: to. Oh, you don't no, anymore. anymore. So those, <laughs> I was wondering what the, cause you see, everyone has their, a reason, like, you know, like Haran was super low socks, and you, and you played with. I mean, and everyone has their sock preference. But what was so? Why did you switch that? Because that was it was like your look, and now now you switched away from um, that.
2: I don't know, honestly. I think I think the like the sock thing for players is more like whatever they're like is comfortable in their leg. To be honest, I mean, yeah. I find that yeah, probably players that are gonna get down a lot more are going to be higher socks. Cause they're like, I don't want cuts on my knees, you know, like they don't want to slide on turf and be like all cut up. Um, for me, I, I don't know. At the time it was just really comfortable. My socks were super long. So I just liked being able to pull them all the way up, uh, but yeah, it just depends. sometimes my legs are like fatter <laughs> one year than the other, so sometimes they don't even stay they don't even stay up. <laughs> so I think this year I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna stay up there because some socks just don't stay they like, they'll roll down so yeah. I keep them under the knee now because they just they never stay anyways. but I think last year my socks were just extra stretchy or something and they just stayed well and they just felt nice and secure so I was like, all right, I'm gonna do that but no now it's it's done. I don't know if other Switch. players have preferences i don't know i think it's just whatever comfortable for them
0: yeah so it's just inter- yeah it's it's interesting to see you know like the, the the boys now are cutting their socks oh no that's um, that's
2: huge here yeah they like the cutting yeah. of the socks is huge um they they wear their like nike socks underneath or yeah. some other type of sock i mean there's there's some really cool socks out there that like the grips with like grips mm-hmm. underneath which I've used a couple times, they're nice. I don't mind them, but I don't think I would cut my game socks just to wear them. Um,
0: right, well, Capelli sells now the socks without the feet, like their <laughs> oh, sleeves. Really?
2: I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Because now it's like you're not destroying it now, which is nice. Yeah.
0: I know. It's always been <laughs> my mind. Like, not those socks are super expensive, but it's like my mom would have killed me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you get a new pair of socks and you cut them off. You're like, what No, the I'm heck? telling you, I'd say yeah. like
2: half my team does that. It's, just, They just cut right across me. Hmm. Like, right, I don't know. I don't know. It must be more comfortable. I don't know.
0: Yeah, interesting. Tyler, any final questions here as we. uh, No, no, no. You've been been great.
1: And we thank you for, you know, sitting down with us and and going through this and giving us your experience. It's been real helpful.
2: No, thank you guys really for having me. Um, It's been awesome. I think the last little thing I just have to say is I do have my blog coming out. Um, Okay. I have taken my found time that I have in between tra- training to start a little bit of a blog. Uh, it's called secrets of soccer, um, or SOS, which, whichever one. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I don't know. I just always wanted to do something like that. And I'm, but I didn't want to do like video blogs cause I was like, I don't want to be on video, but, um, it's like basically just a blog about soccer. Um, I got a couple of sections about, you know, the different levels Um, information about, you know, what you're looking at in club, like some of the best ways to prepare, like um, for the parents, even, you know, some advice to them at the local level. Um, Just, yeah, all the little things and information I've acquired throughout the levels. I have a section for that. Um, I even have a Q and a, which I'm like the most excited about because I have a ton of friends that have played at collegiate level, have played locally, have played. I even professionally, I am so excited to, Reach out to them. I have a couple people already getting some questions and answering them um, that are in Spain, France, Portugal, uh, that are playing professionally. So they're going to drop some knowledge. And just like oh. yeah, creating an awesome little open forum for even youth players that you guys know if they want to check it out. It'll be dropping in about three weeks, uh, December 10th. Okay. And you, they can. How,
0: how do they get there? Uh, I'll
2: have a link and everything, but it's literally a website. Um, and they okay. can make, a, you know, subscribe. So they'll get newsletters, um, you know, new posts, like blog newsletters too. So when there's a new post, they can check it out through their email. Um, but if they subscribe, they're going to be part of like the, the list, sending list. And yeah, they can comment leave questions all kinds of things whatever they want to know i'll be obviously checking through those picking questions and having all kinds of coaches players hopefully uh answer them throughout the year and throughout the time that it's running um as well as like a little insider for like life here i'm gonna have like little posts hopefully weekly but maybe bi-weekly just about life here and like the transition and just living life in a foreign country and playing at different levels so yeah super excited for that and hoping that the community can come together and just you know have like their own little place where they can get some info and stay connected
0: in in the meantime so how are they getting notified should they it's they follow you on, on instagram or what do we like where do we want to send people to um
2: right now um, i just have so i'm gonna have an instagram for secrets of soccer um i'm gonna probably make it in the next weeks as i come down to finalizing it um so i'll send you guys that and after you know the, once mm-hmm. that's finished before it goes live but as of right now i do have my instagram is like i'm kind of just posting about the countdown right now not really like any links because it's it's just not published yet like the site's like just soon to be um so but once it's published then it's like the link is live they can go there all that and i guess i can post a couple little you know highlights and snippets of it um in the meantime though yeah
0: perfect well we will yeah we'll get there and once that's linked we'll, we'll link it back and um
1: so tyler you want the final word Hey, I just hope everybody takes in, you know, everything that Mo said and, and the advice that she gave about being persistent and following your dreams and being courageous. Uh, she gave a lot of really good advice. Um, and so this was really helpful and fruitful, hopefully, for all of our audience. Um, and we thank her and her time. And we'll get her words uh, moved on to you with uh, promoting her blog. And so we'll move on from there. Awesome. All right. Happy. Happy Sunday. Good luck. I hope guitar,
0: I'm going to say it again. Guitar is going to lose. So there it is. (laughs) And good luck to Japan in it for you. All right, guys. See you guys later. Thanks so
2: much.